This is the Troll Patrol. Live with Justin Freakin'. Welcome to the Troll Patrol. Live. It's a freaking Monday. Curious or not, I had to have a whole conversation about what day it was. Less than an hour ago, I do believe. <laughs> Monday? Yeah, it's Monday. I think it's Monday. Are you sure it's Monday? Yeah, it's Monday. It's Tuesday for you, Warlord, but that's just a time zone thing. Phoebe, RB, Warlord, good evening. Warlord telling us that Maricopa County ballot dump coming in four minutes. Are you sure? But do you have the time right on that one? Is it 8 p.m. Eastern when that ballot dump is supposed to happen? When I looked it up, it just said Tuesday or Tuesday. God damn it. What day is it? Monday evening. It just said Monday evening. It didn't have a time. Carrie Lake's advisors are telling her, get prepared, you're going to lose. So I would assume the news is not going to be good for Republicans. Simp, good evening. Sad that it has come this close to Carrie Lake being the governor of Arizona. Can't say it wouldn't be fun if it did happen. Probably not too fun for the people of Arizona, though. We may we may get a call in that race. Anytime now. Still a few scragglers out there. We don't know who has control of the House just yet. It looks like the Republicans are possibly going to take control by one or two seats. Warlord says Republicans, that has still not been decided. Do not listen to Warlord. He is not a, a reliable source. I thought it was 8 p.m. Arizona time. I, Sim, you're saying it's the final ballot drop, but I don't like... I. When I saw it, I just saw we were supposed to get a ballot drop sometime this evening. I didn't see an exact time, and I didn't know that it would be the final ballot drop. But that's just what I saw when I was looking it up earlier. I could be wrong. I am stupid. (laughs) Somewhere within two hours is what Warlord is saying now. Uh, You can be sure that I'm not high enough for this shit. Hopefully not going to be too long of a show tonight. But I thought that last night we did like four hours. I was so hungry. I hadn't ate anything yesterday. Somehow I've been getting up later and later and later. And staying up later and later and later. Especially since I got the YouTube bag. And I've got the YouTube bag. I've been trying to cut everything and get it back up on the YouTube. Lots of content. Trying to get my views back to where they were before... I was so unceremoniously erupted, erupt, unceremoniously, I'm, I'm really off my game, (laughs) unceremoniously erupted, I'm an idiot. Also, the other night I was playing Mortal Kombat, and I called my opponent malevolent when I meant benevolent. I even clipped that and put it up on TikTok, and I was like, oh shit, I'm wrong, boy do I look stupid. Also, there's an abortion rant that I 
Um, I clipped and put up, and I say objective when I meant subjective. And then going back and listening, and this that sometimes when I'm laying in bed and I'm kept awake by things that are, are gnawing at me, that's what it is. There's a video of me misspeaking on the internet, and I actually clipped it and put it up because I knew it would get views. That's what was bothering me last night. I'm going to tell my kids that this was Goldberg, Ric Flair, and The Rock. That's your meme of the day. I'm going to tell my kids this was Goldberg, Ric Flair, and The Rock. I hope you enjoy that. Oh, uh, uh, Barack could give uh, The Rock a run for his money in, in, in charisma. I have about the same opinion of Ric Flair as I have of Joe Biden. Maybe, maybe I even hold Joe Biden in higher regard than Ric Flair at this point in time. Ooh, and isn't that sad? The man who who I idolized through much of my childhood has just made such a disgrace of himself in the last few years. It hasn't been the last few years. We've just we've really learned who Ric Flair really is over the last twenty years. He's not a good person. I guess why would I think that? Why would I think that anyway? What what about the character of Ric Flair would make me think that Richard Fleire, the person, be a good person? Rock's a Republican. I just want to point that out. If you ever do, and this that's the weird thing about uh, Young Rock, is like the premise is that the Rock is running for the presidency. Agonizing reappraisal, indeed, RB. And I, and after watching him in his last match a few weeks back, a few months back now, oh my God. Rick, you're an absolute embarrassment, dude. Go home. Oh, he can't because he he isn't good with money at all. I mean, I'm not one to talk, but I also haven't made millions in my life. I feel like if just making a million, I don't think I'm going to have money problems the rest of my life. Just saying, I'm going to put enough back in the bank to take care of myself. Rick made multi-millions in his career. Apparently Jeff Bezos is saying that he's giving away most of his money. I've yet to see it. We did the story last night about him giving Dolly Parton $100 million to do what she wanted with. And I, I said, this is the right person. Right person to pick. You worth a hell of a lot more. Why are you just giving her a hundred million dollars? Fuck you, Jeff Bezos. We're not gonna talk about Jeff Bezos tonight, though. We're gonna talk about another rich asshole. We're gonna talk about a few different rich assholes, actually. Aaron Rodgers threw a fit uh, on his foot football coach. 
Once again, I don't watch the sporty ball. I don't know what's going on. I don't even know if this is that big of a story. But I just saw a viral video. Aaron Rodgers throws a fit on his on his coach, gets in his coach's face. Let's watch the video. Let's find out if it's something. What you guys are really waiting on and what, what the bulk of this show is going to be is going to be catching you up on all the drama having to do with Twitter. I was going to do this last night. And I wasn't feeling up to it by the time we got to the story, so we're going to have to do it tonight. It involves Doja Cat, farts, uh, the stock market crashing. I'm curious your laugh out there. Doja Cat, farts, Christmas, Eli Liddy, Eli Lilly. Senators Margie and Bernie Sanders. Elon gave an interview by Candlelight. We've got leaks from from uh, uh, an engineer. So much going on with the dumpster fire that is Twitter right now. I'm having a blast. I I actually changed my my Twitter profile. I was gonna I was gonna get the blue check and try to try to get in on the fun, but I couldn't find where to get the blue check. I'm getting told that it's um an app thing mocks tones good evening i changed my i changed my uh twitter to little debbie is now a sex worker get you a snack big boy (laughs) (laughs) oh i'm gaining followers i was at 69 followers Gain somebody from that. I love how I'm still I'm still being me. We're live right now. <laughs> I put put up the freaking news from this morning. You got two of them. You got two freaking newses this morning. Couldn't get couldn't get my blue check mark though. Maybe when I get a little more time, I'll Photoshop little Debbie's head into some kind of sex scene. Maybe make her a dominatrix or some shit. I don't know. I would assume little Debbie is sex positive. Tones, good evening, my friend. I might have said that. I'm not sure. You live in sexual anarchy? Fox, good evening. I don't know if I told the two of you good evening. Or if I didn't, I like fudge rounds. I like a, I like a Swiss cake roll. Uh, I like a Christmas tree cake. And like I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of the processed food, so it's kind of weird that I, I, I like the little Debbie cakes. But like a, a, a fudge round is a, is good. I'm all right with a fudge round. But drown good. What's not good is we're going to have to start off tonight uh, with me, an all-too-familiar refrain on this show. <sighs> Content warning. It's just another day. In mass shooting USA. 
What's weird is we actually have somebody in our Discord right now who's like, leftists aren't talking about the the University of Virginia shooting. I'm like, motherfucker, it is literally the top story on my notes for tonight, idiot. If you're not in our Discord, it's kind of wild sometimes. Going to Charlottesville, a suspect is now in custody after three killed... University of Virginia shooting. Not a new information in the deadly shooting of three University of Virginia football players. Police say the manhunt is over and a suspect has been captured. Two other students were also injured in last night's attack on a bus. CBS 2's Deborah Alfarone has the latest. Wait, attack on a bus? Maurice and Christine, the suspect, Christopher Darnell Jones, may be in custody, but it's doing little to ease the pain of students all across this campus. Many who tell me that they are in disbelief that three young men with bright futures were gunned down so violently right here behind me last night. A tow truck removed the bus where the deadly shooting happened on the University of Virginia campus Sunday night. Earlier, school officials and police were in the middle of a news conference when word came that the suspected gunman had been apprehended. Just need a moment to thank God. <laughs> I mean, desire relief. Police identified the suspect as UVA. It's kind of like with the, you know. People thanking God when a doctor did something like it was your fucking cops that caught him. Identified the suspect as UVA student Christopher Darnell Jones Jr. University officials say he played on the football team in 2018, his freshman year. He's no longer on the football team and hadn't been uh, on the team for over a year. Police say he gunned down fellow students as they returned from a field trip to see a play in Washington, D.C. Football players Deshaun Perry, Devin Chandler, and Lavelle Davis Jr. were killed. This is an extraordinarily difficult day for our community, and we need to comfort and support each other and those closest to the victims. Police say the UVA threat assessment team was aware of the suspect because of a comment he allegedly made in September about having a gun. There was also a separate alleged hazing incident, but witnesses didn't cooperate at the time. While the manhunt went on for more than 12 hours, students were told to shelter in place. We both slept in the library underneath the desk. I don't think it's uh, fully hit me yet what happened. Police have not released a possible motive. The 22-year-old suspect was taken into custody about 70 miles away from here in a neighboring county, police say, without incident. In Charlottesville, Virginia, Deborah Alfarone, CBS 2 News. I do want to point out Charlottesville is a beautiful city. Well, at least I'm trying to look at a bright side on something. This seems like it was personal. This wasn't just some random act of violence and like at least that's something. His kids seem to have a grudge. And possibly knew his victims. I mean, we still don't know. This is all speculation at this point. The news story seemed to give that indication that he would have known the football players. They were going to see a play in Washington, D.C. The University of Virginia is, is a pretty badass college. I didn't even know they had a football team, and apparently they take their football team to see plays. So, cool. That is actually Thomas Jefferson's 
college. That is the college he founded. As I said, Charlottesville is a beautiful fucking city. Oh, it's a shame that happened there. We're going to keep it on the college campus here. This one is a weird one. You might not have heard of this one. Content warning again, and we don't have a lot of details. Going to the University of Idaho, where there has apparently been uh, multiple people found murdered. This just in, Moscow police released the names of the four University of Idaho students. This is, this is Moscow, Idaho. I was confused as well. Killed at an off-campus home over the weekend. Moscow police say 20-year-old Ethan Chapin of Conway, Washington, 21-year-old Madison Mogan of Coeur d'Alene, 20-year-old Zana Kernodal of Avondale, Arizona, and 21-year-old Kaylee Concalves of Rathdrum, Idaho, were found dead yesterday around noon local time in Moscow. Moscow police said the four found oh, are yeah. homicide victims. The University of Idaho has canceled classes. Low Worth Orbit. Thank you for being a freaking follower. I'm sorry you came in. We're doing, we're doing shitty news right now. Because even though we do a show with a troll head, we do we do the serious news. But stick around and fuckery will be afoot. Today, out of respect for the students who died. Officers responded to a call for an unconscious person at a building near the university yesterday afternoon. When officers got there, they found four people dead inside the home. University spokespeople say they were students living off campus. Police have not released any further details about the deaths, but said there is no active threat to the student community. The Moscow Police Department is investigating, of course. They ask anyone who may have information about the homicides to call them at 208-882-COPS, 208-882-2677. We'll continue to follow this story here on KTVB. You can also find the latest information on our website, ktvb.com. Now, usually I would say not to nork. But, I mean, if you have any information in that, and you happen to be in the Idaho area, and you know something about it, eh, let them know. Usually I would say don't nork, but there are instances where perhaps the police uh, could use your help. So we're keep, we're keeping it with colleges here, but moving to a more uplifting story. In the University of California college system, workers are going on strike. Lenny, good evening. Walked off the job at Cal and other UC campuses. NBC Bay Area's Bob Adele live for us at one of those picket lines. And Bob, how is the strike impacting the students on campus? Well, it's going to be too soon to tell. Good morning to you, Marcus. I did speak to one University of California Berkeley student this morning who tells me that this week either his classes are canceled or pre-recorded because of the strike. Cal, we did speak to the, the campus itself. They tell us that students should still plan on going to class unless told otherwise by their instructor and that department chairs and faculty are working to minimize the disruption caused by this. So there's no heavy scabs, though. Part of campus by Southern Gate. Don't cross the picket line. Uh, hundreds uh, of workers out there who are on strike this morning. They've been out here since 8 this morning. We're talking about around 48,000 academic researchers, postdoctoral scholars, teaching assistants, and graders who went on strike at several 
several UC campuses throughout the state. Now that includes more than 9,000 here at Cal, 2,700 at UC Santa Cruz, and nearly 1,000 at UCSF. Now the union who represents these workers says this would be the largest academic worker strike ever in the United States. Now the academic workers who've been bargaining with UC for months have a number of demands. They want the UC to uh, remove supplemental tuition requirements for the international scholars who are a majority of their workforce. They want subsidies for transportation and child care and better compensation overall. Absolutely. The wages that we earn here uh, force us into housing situations that are further from campus, um, less livable. Uh, I'm lucky to have found a housing situation that I can at least manage, um, but it's tight, and nearly all of my friends on this campus are paying 40%, some even 50% of their income on rent. All the grad students I know have personally really struggled um, over the last couple of years, especially since the pandemic has started. And uh, for those of you living in the U.S., I, I might want to point out to you that this is literally the most expensive country to fucking live in. So yeah, it's really cool to see that they're finally standing up for themselves. I hope it goes well and hopefully it doesn't last super long so that students can get back to class and be instructed. Now that person you just heard from, he's the undergrad student who tells me his classes have been canceled or pre-recorded for this week because of the strike. We spoke with another undergrad student who has a, a midterm on Thursday, and he's worried he won't be able to reach out to his teaching assistant, assistant before that midterm, this assistant who's on strike. Yeah, a bit actually, because usually I have a good connection with my GSI or teaching assistant, so I usually send him a couple of messages before midterms, so yeah. Are you, do you think it'll affect your grade? I hope not, but uh, I think I have to like maybe talk more to the other students who know a bit more than me. But besides that, so I know we'll see, I guess. With regards to the contract negotiations, UC tells us it has already offered salary increases of four to seven and a half percent in the first year of the contract, depending on the job. And in a statement wrote, these employees make valuable contributions to the university's teaching and research mission in both part-time and full-time roles. I've been wrong with that. Croatia might be the quality health and family. Croatia might be the the most expensive country to live in as a percentage of housing for your income, but the United States ranks like top five in all of these. Uh, uh, statistics I found. Friendly Bennett's benefits, among other proposals, are fair, reasonable, and responsive to the union's concerns. Reporting live here at UC Berkeley, Bob Riddell, NBC Barry News. Thank you, Bob. Greatly appreciate it. We stand with the workers striking in the University of California school system. They are awesome and I'm sure underappreciated. Ready to do some politicking? We're gonna have to move to some politics now. Do you think we're stupid? You think we're fools? Apparently, Rudy ain't no fool. Won't be charged over Ukraine related actions. Trump advisor and attorney faced federal probe into potential foreign agent violations. Now, won't be charged over this matter. Rudy has multiple legal entanglements. As as much of the, the Trump entourage does. Rudy Giuliani, an attorney and advisor to former President Donald Trump, won't 
faced criminal charges over his work on issues related to Ukraine, federal prosecutors said on Monday. The investigation of Giuliani grabbed headlines last May when the FBI raided the former New York mayor's home and office carrying out a court-ordered search warrant seeking evidence of violations of the Foreign Agents Registration Act. Probe was believed to be focused on his efforts in 2019 and 2020 to prompt Ukraine to launch an investigation into the business dealings of Hunter Biden. Come on, man. I think he was always sleazy. And, like, I guess he was just in the right place at the right time come 9-11 to be able to get, you know, five or six years of goodwill out of it. Probe was believed to be focused on his efforts in 2019 and 2020 to prompt Ukraine to launch an investigation into the business dealings of Hunter Biden. Giuliani and Trump hoped such a probe would be politically damaging to Joe Biden, whom the Trump camp accurately saw as the most serious potential opponent for Trump's re-election bid. That's kind of rewriting history. We know that Trump early on very much thought Bernie was the most serious threat to his re-election bid. The episode, including an attempt by Giuliani to seek the ouster of U.S. Ambassador to Ukraine, Marie Yanovich, spurred the first impeachment of Trump by the House. The FBI raids against Giuliani last year seemed to signal a particularly grave criminal investigation since the sign-off of senior Justice Department officials is required for searches of premises used by lawyers. However, in recent months, the probe seemed to have petered out. On Monday, Manhattan-based federal prosecutors overseeing the investigation told a federal judge there was no longer a need for a court-appointed special master to oversee the sifting of records from Giuliani's home and office because the investigation had essentially ended. I just wonder if the Justice Department knows of some other legal entanglement. Like, this ain't as big a deal as that. I mean, I don't want to say lucked into notoriety because he became mayor of New York, and I'm sure that's no small feat. And had a good reputation in the Manhattan DA's office before becoming mayor. He actually had a good reputation as mayor at the time, I do believe, which is what's weird. But he has definitely gone batshit fucking crazy. Or was always crazy and was just well put together and had good handlers or something. Do you think we're stupid? You think we're fools? Yeah. I do. I do, Rudy. I do. I honestly do. Get, get ready for this one. I hope you're sitting down. I hope you're I hope you're sitting down for this one. Fired deputy who was charged with assault wins his sheriff race. A fired Vermont sheriff's deputy. It happened in Vermont. 
was charged with assault for kicking a shackled prisoner has won the election for sheriff of the county in which he served. John Grismore, 49 of Fairfax, won Tuesday's race to become Franklin County Sheriff, surpassing the two riding candidates, according to the Vermont Secretary of State's office. Grismore was the only candidate on the ballot after winning both the Republican and Democratic nominations in the August 9th primary. But he was suspended and then fired after a video showing Grismore kicking a prisoner on August 7th. It was publicized the day after the primary. County Republican and Democratic parties then threw their support behind the riding candidacy of Sheriff's Department Lieutenant Mark Lauer, a 27-year Vermont State Police veteran who has been at the department for nearly a decade. Grismore said Monday he appreciates that voters were afforded an opportunity to understand the facts and circumstances. He intends that the information about his suspension, which he called a personal matter, and the video were leaked without context. He also has maintained that he used the minimum amount of force necessary to prevent the prisoner from spitting on him and other deputies. Yes, he was nominated by both parties. We don't have the video. We don't have the video. That pisses me off. We'll find the video, though. <laughs> we will watch this video, sir. We will not get away with this. We will determine. how bad this was. noon, the Franklin County Sheriff's deputy has been fired. It comes after this video you see here surfaced showing Officer John Grismore allegedly assaulting a man in handcuffs. Grismore Looks is like he's kicking him right in the dick. Franklin County. In a statement today, this video you see here surfaced showing Officer John Grismore allegedly assaulting a man in handcuffs. Grismore is running to become sheriff in Franklin County. In a statement today, the current sheriff Roger Longevin said Grismore is no longer employed at the department and no longer has his support to become sheriff. Well, guess what? He's now the sheriff and will be taking office probably in January. His authority needs to get kicked in the balls. Hold on, where's that? You set me up perfectly. He's kicking authority in the balls. And I dropped the balls. Set me up perfectly, and I dropped those balls. Yeah, that's the inverse of kicking the authority in the balls. That's the authority kicking you in the balls. Surfaced, showing Officer John Grismore allegedly assaulting a man in handcuffs. Grismore is running to become sheriff in Franklin County. In a statement today, the current sheriff... see what those tattoos say. Longevin said Grismore is no longer employed at the department and no longer has his support to become sheriff. Well, that was good, but now he's going to run the fucking department. Training Council, they could revoke Grismore's law enforcement certification. Longevin also said yes, do that. it's improper to comment on the current investigation, but the actions of Captain Grismore do not reflect the values and high standards of conduct he expects from his staff. 
of high standards of conduct. <laughs> I don't think there's any way to, um, I don't think there's any way to read your action, sir. I think you assaulted a man in handcuffs. You kicked him right in the fucking balls. You're a piece of shit. Low worth orbit. So glad to see you, my friend. So happy to have you here. Maybe, maybe, maybe he was high on crack at the time. I was on crack. Right, right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, ACAB, known for its high standards. You know who else has high standards? The Democratic Party. I was being sarcastic when I said that. Last night we heard from Nancy Pelosi, the House Leader of the Democrats. Tonight, we're going to hear from Chuck Schumer, the Senate leader of the Democrats, who was on Morning Joe this morning. Gentlemen, let's talk about what everybody in New York's talking about right now, and that is Mr. God, Mc- he looks so happy with himself. Verlander be wearing pinstripes next season. <laughs> they need something. Boy, did the pitching collapse the second half of the year. Terrible, terrible. Uh, so did the well, hitting. Looking- if they would have been, yeah, I thought of this last night. <laughs> If they would have been hitting as well in the first half, even with the... Isn't, isn't baseball over? Series. But both... Yeah. I don't know what happened. I love them. But uh, we were talking about the Giants. You know, we got something to hang on to. Seven and two. Who would have thought? You know, I, I love this. I love this. That history is made. I think a hundred years from now, people will be talking about this. His glasses are just there to hold uh, his eye bags. So. History is made. And what I love is... You were going back over the Yankees season last night, figuring out where they came up short. That's what I. That's what. Oh I love. my God! Did we not have something more so, important to talk about? So let, let's talk about this extraordinary, uh, this extraordinary election. Fox, cycle. truth, one hundred percent. And maybe I could ask you a question that you maybe you can help us out. You looked at a lot of the issue polls in the late fall, and they had abortion at five percent, abortion at six percent, abortion at eight percent. We heard that abortion wasn't a matter, that overturning a 50-year constitutional right. What's weird to me is I kept hearing about a red wave from people who also told me they didn't believe in polls. It was so odd. Once again, join our Discord. Had a, a idiot in the Discord just kept citing polls at me after telling me he didn't believe in polls. He's like, you still believe the polls, Justin? I'm like, you're the one that doesn't believe the polls. The fuck? It didn't matter anymore. And then suddenly those exit polls came out 35%, 40%. And he started asking, wait, is that of just Democrats or is that of all voters? So what happened between those those polls the last month that we all read and the voters who actually went out to vote? 
The voters always cared about abortion. And, you know, if you would have looked at some of our successful campaigns, Catherine Cortez Masto, who was the last, you know, the, came, the results came. No, log Austin Bennett up for longer. She was talking about Also, good evening, Monsoor Balls. So were most OMG of our sticks. And it stayed in the hearts of the people. You know, the, the commercials come on, and some of them are sort of incendiary, and they're the thing right at the top of people's minds when a poll's... OMG, I'm not sure. I'm not, like, at last time I, I got the update on Austin Bennett... Uh, I think they were ready, like, they ended up dismissing part of the case, at least, because, like, he was just a nuisance. I'm making the Discord look like a shithole. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Nothing weird ever happens in the Discord. Polster asked them about him, but... Abortion had always stayed as a very important issue with large numbers of people. Both All right. important. Uh, Warlord is telling us 15 minutes until Maricopa, which is a weird time at 10 till 9 p.m. on the East Coast. But okay, since Warlord is telling us we're going to get uh, Maricopa results, I'm going to go ahead and point out we've still got the map up. You can see that one race, Arizona, still yet to be decided. The the numbers you're seeing down on the bottom, uh, that is NBC News projections. They currently have the Republicans as taking control of the House by one seat. By one seat. But there's still a swing of plus or minus four seats. So... We may, we may get a call in the Arizona governor's race uh, within the next few minutes. I will go ahead and point out to you that uh, Carrie Lake's advisors are telling her to be prepared to lose. So if that is any indication of what the result will be when we actually do get a result from Arizona, it looks like Katie Hobbs is going to be your next governor of the state of Arizona itself. I mean, under this MAGA Supreme Court, uh, my children and grandchildren, uh, granddaughters will have less rights than my wife or my Yes, mother. if it ends up being one um, seat, it will it be the smallest margin the in history. The other party had become. And uh, that also had ramifications even beyond the abortion issue. So when you go back to work this week or next week, now that the cultish fever... Send it back in tonight. What? Not forever, but... The cultish fever? Like, what did you just say? The cultish fever is, has not subsided. That's for fucking sure. The abortion issue. So when you go back to work this week or next week, now that the cultish fever seems to have been broken a bit, not forever, but broken a bit, does that make your job a little easier in the Senate? Like, for instance, the debt ceiling coming up. You need a vote on that. No. It's critical. Right. Does it make it harder or easier? Uh, let me first talk about it in general. I think it makes it easier. And why did we win? There are a bunch of reasons. We had great Because the Republicans suck so candidates. bad. As I mentioned, the American people really... Be Do not start sniffing your own farts. You did not win because the Democrats are, are good on anything. You won because the Republicans are that fucking bad. Let's make that absolutely clear. 
began to worry that this MAGA group was controlling the Republican Party and our democracy was at risk. But the other reason we won is we talked about things people cared about, reducing the cost of prescription drugs, finally dealing with climate, student debt. Young people voted more heavily than people thought because of those issues. And so the the... We won, and I hope loan forgiveness has been put on hold. By the Republican way. colleagues in the Senate, the reason we won is we got something done on issues. And I, when I go back to the Senate, I am going to tell my party the reason we won, and they know it. The candidates know it. Is we focused on things that matter to everyday Americans, while Republicans, the MAGA groups, seem to be talking about the big lie and throwing these balls of fire over the wall. And I'm goodness gracious, great balls of fire. The non-MAGA Republicans in the Senate work with us. We can get some things done for the American. Why does Reverend Al look like a cartoon character now? Which has a lot of strength in the Republican Party, which some of them even went along with and said words, you know, accommodating to them. Uh, but work with us and we can actually get something done. We can actually, and if you look at it, we had a great six weeks which changed things around over the summer, and people said now Democrats might have a chance. Of the big six bills, one was partisan because we couldn't get Republicans. He might get his turn to talk next. I'm going after the big drug companies to lower prices. But the other. I forget, I forget the woman's name. She was on the circus. She's from that group of like shithead consultants I hate. All of that were bipartisan. We, I am willing to reach out. We're not going to sacrifice our principles, but. To get something done, even if it's not everything you want, is the way to go. And I am hopeful, in answer to your question, on everything death you want, so many other you issues got it. that are Republican. Stop letting me sing. God, come it. See that the path to following MAGA stuff is a loser, and that's one of the main reasons Republicans lost. You had a senator. Uh, uh, there you go. It was his turn. Shakeable confidence that everything was going to be all right. I did. To I where many of us were like, "Are you sure?" You <laughs> came up National Action Network the other Saturday and told, "Don't worry." And then I saw you at the Sheridan. We had the ministers in the GOTV, and the, and everybody was saying red wave. And you said, "Al, I'm telling you, don't worry." Me too. Me too, Sue. Because I you share your sentiment. On the also, good evening, my friend. But, as we look at Georgia now, going into a runoff, and the fact that now we have seen the Democrats take the majority, the question becomes, how do you still drive turnout? And uh, what I've said to people is that uh, when we've had to uh, deal with questions like John Lewis voting rights bill and others, and many of us in the civil rights leadership would come to your office and say, we've got to get two of these guys uh, in your uh, caucus over to deal with the filibuster, uh, Martin Luther King III and I. And I this says late game. Now, if we have uh, the majority plus one, you have another bullet in your holster. Well, it's obvious it's you know, 51 is better than 50. But you know why War Warnock is going to win in Georgia? They're, they're speculating. Georgia. They're speculating with even though Kerry Lake gained, it was only 9,000 votes, and that will not be enough to overcome Katie Hobbs, we could get a call here in the next few minutes in the Arizona governor's race. This guy has dedicated his whole life to service first, sort of like you, in the ministry and then in the um, uh, world. And he's effective. The reason that we have a $35 cap on insulin for senior citizens who used to pay, you'd have diabetes, you're an old person, it became six, $700 a month. What am I going to do? Is him. The reason that black farmers got $4 billion in the budget 
And they had been neglected for decades, even centuries, by the agriculture establishment right. down there. It's because of Raphael Warnock. Yeah, he drove so, when, so when the voters in Georgia look at who can do better for Georgia, they're going to choose Raphael Warnock. I think he's going to win. And um, look, with 51 votes, you can get a lot more. Take judges. We've seen what this MAGA court has done. But what people forget is that we've countered it at the circuit and lower court levels. We put in 83 judges. No one has done that since Bill Clinton. And it is true. Biden uh, along, you know, voice did a good, as, as good a job as Trump and McConnell and did at... ...that we can do to this MAGA court at this point. And at, at appointing judges, Biden has been on pace to, to appoint more judges, has appointed more judges than Trump had at this point in his presidency, so... Good on Biden. Going to win. And um, look, with 51 votes, you can get a lot more. Take judges. We've seen what this MAGA court has done. But what people forget is that we've countered it at the circuit and lower court levels. We put in 83 judges. No one has done that since Bill Clinton. And he had uh, the Republicans going along, you know, voice votes on the district court judges. We put more in. And they're the best counter that we can do to this MAGA court at this point. I don't know. With just one seat, we're going to see how that actually works. Republicans would all vote no because the Judiciary Committee was 10-10. You'd have to take this long procedural... Zoot, under no circumstances, really under no circumstances. Come on, man. He does. He owes us all 600. I'm aware. I'm aware. But seriously. Come on, man. The unions will tell you that his NLRB is far more favorable to labor than an NLRB has been in my lifetime. That's at least worth something steps and do a motion to discharge etc with 51 it can be a lot quicker be a lot quicker with 51 i'm not gonna i'm not gonna have time to get to the uh yeah we we're, we'll do it we'll we'll do it we're gonna go to mark levin we're going to go to the other side of the coin here. Mark Levin is going to tell us why, despite the fact that right-wingers were talking about it non-stop. I literally, do you guys remember my friend Jake Jacobs from the Jake Jacobs show? Fucking right-wing nut job, religious lunatic, funded by uh, YAF, the Young Americans Foundation, who is not young at all. The motherfucker's like 60-something years old. My friend, Dr. Jake Jacobs, who has a doctor, doctorate in, like, divinity or something and was bitching about Jill Biden not being a doctor. I, I shit you not. I shit you not. My friend, Jake Jacobs, I went and looked at his show on Monday of last week. It was said the Democrats will get demolished tomorrow, and I laughed... Here is Mark Levin telling us why the red the red ray the the red bed 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 the red wave it was never going to materialize to begin with it was never a thing. Hello, America. I'm Mark Levin, and this is Life, Liberty, and Levin. Life, so Liberty, and Levin. You know, sometimes a little time to digest these things is a lot better than on-the-spot analysis. 
And I noticed that many of the same people who were wrong about a red wave are now telling us what to think about a non-red wave. The experts, the consultants, the ruling class, the media, the politicians, we need to think for ourselves, not for the static. You're a political commentator. And I said repeatedly here and on radio, forget about the red wave, forget about a red tsunami, forget about Armageddon and vote. I said it on radio over and over and over again. Why? Because who cares what... Well, here's the thing, man, is you guys motivated your base. Like, I don't think there's any more of a vote out there that you guys can motivate to go vote. You aren't popular. Nobody likes you people. So, like, your people are voting, and they vote religiously. We gotta outvote them. But people predict. You gotta go out there and bring home the bacon. That's what you have to do. Now, I want to take a look at this with you and walk through it. Please, walk us through it. It'll be a little different than what you're used to hearing. Um, Because I've given this a lot of thought and see what you think, too. The Senate in 2022, we had 34 seats up. 20 of them were Republican. 14 of them were Democrats. No, no zoot. No, bad zoot. Never tell anybody to eat less bacon. Bacon is always good. Defend 20 seats. And if they were going to get a majority, they had to tap into 14 of the Democrat incumbents or empty seats. That was a tall hill to climb. And this is one of the reasons I wasn't on this red wave uh, bandwagon so fast. Uh-huh. I need you to think about it. 2024, this is the key. The next election cycle, 33 seats are up. Now listen to this. Two-thirds of them are Democrat seats. So the like Democrats a Sunday on a Monday. That sounds delightful. Republicans have to defend only 10. So the math in 2020... And I pay you for it on a Tuesday. ...led to a red wave possibility. And the math in 2024 does lead to a red wave possibility. Does that mean there'll be one? Of course not, but I'm just explaining... Oh, no. Hey, let me math. tell you. Let me tell you, Mark Levin... If Trump is the top of the ticket, you guys are going to get demolished again. Now, with that said, there has been this phenomenon of split tickets. We saw it in 2020 that people were willing to go and vote for Joe Biden while also voting for Mitch McConnell. It's a weird fucking thing. And we've got to account for that. But no, 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 like more than likely the Republicans are going to get wiped the fuck out in 2024. We had about 60% of the seats up. They have almost 70% of the seats up in the next round. So what does that mean? Democrats needed to have some serious gains in the Senate last week to stave off a disaster in 2024. They failed. Miserably. Now, I'm not trying to be a Pollyanna here. I'm just laying it out because there's a lot here that is of the opposite viewpoint. So stick with me. So what about the red wave or a GOP pickup of maybe six Senate seats? I heard that, too. That was never going to happen in the Senate. It was a mathematical impossibility. Well, one seat, two seats at the outskirts. It sounds amazing, Gary. Is there not? I'll, I'll totally make one of those. We'd have to hold all 20 we're Republican done here. Senate seats and flip a few of the 14 Democrat seats. So they have a lot of resources to defend their seats. 
and a lot more of the map to make decisions about how they would go on offense. So what happened then? Arizona, you had a Democrat incumbent. Nevada, you have do a Democrat incumbent. Do we have a, do we have a call yet? A do we have a Democrat uh, reelected in Arizona? Boom, Arizona has been called for Katie Hobbs. Boom, Arizona has been called for Katie Hobbs. So in Arizona, you have a Democrat reelected. I'm not, I'm, I'm sorry, not reelected. She was Secretary of State. A Democrat has now been elected in Arizona. Democrat incumbent. In Georgia, you have a Democrat incumbent. I want to focus in on Arizona and New Hampshire. Wait a minute, did he say a... You had candidates running... Did he say a Democratic incumbent in Arizona? Because there wasn't. That was a deucey, wasn't it? was the governor of Arizona, or is currently the governor of Arizona. What happened then? Arizona, you had a Democrat incumbent. Nevada, you have a Democrat incumbent. Huh? Are you talking about Senate? Are you talking about governorship? Because Arizona is now a flip for the governorship. Incumbent. New Hampshire, you have a Democrat incumbent. And Georgia, you have a Democrat. Okay, we're talking about Senate. Okay. I want to focus in on Arizona and New Hampshire. Kelly and... uh, ...against these Democrat incumbents and the Senate leadership... Maggie Hassan. ...made a fateful decision. It decided that it would provide not one penny of support to Blake Masters in Arizona... And it decided to pull about $6 million of support in the last week to General Bolduck in New Hampshire. Who's in charge of this Senate leadership fund? It's Mitch McConnell. And this fund raised well over $100 million. He controls it. So not one penny went into Arizona. He pulled $6 million out of New Hampshire in the final week when it was most needed. What else happened with that fund? They poured millions into Colorado, the Colorado race. To yeah, they thought O'Day had a chance. Who got crushed. That election and he did get crushed. Soon after the polls closed, and he was never going to do great. But there was an effort by the D.C. GOP establishment to demonstrate that kind of a candidate. Who really exactly, Core. By the way, good evening, my friend. So glad to see you. What Levin is leaving out is that McConnell was funding candidates where Peter Thiel wasn't pouring money into. And for nothing and everything is the kind of candidate we want. Well, he got blown out and millions were wasted on that race. And what else did this fund do? It spent nearly $9 million that could have been used in Arizona and New Hampshire, as well as other states where they were... Yeah, there were candidates literally money. begging Trump it to give money to their, their candidates. Smearing the conservative Republican candidate in Alaska who was endorsed by the Republican Party in Alaska, Chewbacca, because McConnell wanted Lisa Murkowski to win. She's a sure vote for him in the majority. A sitting senator, yes. dollars wasted. In other words, Alaska was going to send a Republican no matter what. And so they interfered in the decision-making process. Uh, apparently it's Shabaka, and I've been calling her Tabaka. I can't remember how I said it the other day. But it starts with, a, it's one of those like T.S. Process of the people of Alaska, the Republican Party of Alaska, 
and blew $9 million. It could have been used in Arizona, New Hampshire, Nevada, Georgia, in addition to the other places. Now, I notice a number of Republicans on television coming to the defense of all this, and that tells me they have a, a Stockholm Syndrome problem. Sir, you're a Republican just on not, television. In reality, they don't understand what's taking place in this country. So they made very poor decisions to the Senate Leadership Fund under McConnell. They did exactly the same thing in 2010 during the Tea Party Revolution when the Tea Party were communists. 63 House members but didn't make much progress in the Senate and the same fund, the same senator, turned around and attacked the Tea Party. And attacked the Tea Party. Was Is the Tea Party still a thing? My God, we're not even halfway through this. I was trying to get Mark Levin out of the way before we got to commercial break. But as you guys can tell, we're up against the commercial break on Twitch where I got to play the three minutes and get them all out of the way. Also, I have to pee. I have to pee really, 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 really bad. So we're going to take a commercial break. <laughs> when, we, when we come back on the other side, we're going to talk. We're going to finish Mark Levin. I want to finish uh, what Mark Levin has to say. I'm also not high enough for this shit, so I'm going to pack another bowl. Uh, then we're going to talk about how a town defunded their own public library over accusations of grooming. We're going to catch up on all the shit going on at Twitter. Uh, got some video of Aaron Rodgers throwing a fit on his head coach and a man catches a seven-year-old falling out of a building in China. Arizona already dropped. Arizona already dropped. We have called it for uh, Katie Hobbs. Katie Hobbs it will be your uh, governor of Arizona. She's now the governor-elect. It is over. So all that and more on the other side of the break when we when we come back here on the Troll Patrol live. We live in turbulent times. The media is full of deception, conspiracy theories, and fake news. Now, more than ever, it is important to ensure you're getting information from a source that's freaking reliable. I'm Justin Mullins, and this is the Freaking News. Get a breaking or interesting story with a humorous twist in about a minute, weekdays, 8 a.m. Eastern, on YouTube, BitChute, Odyssey, and more.
Hi, I'm Justin Freakin. I'm a leftist broadcaster and comedian. Not liberal. Leftist. And despite what you may have heard from right-wing propaganda, George Soros isn't handing out Soros bucks and funding people like me. There are no Koch brothers, Mercers, or any number of right-wing think tanks funding content on the left side of the spectrum the way they fund people like Ben Shapiro, Dave Rubin, and Dennis Prager. And YouTube doesn't monetize videos that are controversial or deal with politics unless you're someone like Steven Crowder. So this is an ultimatum. Become a patron. Support my Patreon, where I'm going to become a right-winger and get some of that easy money. You know for a fact that I could be bigger than Charlie Kirk or Jesse Lee Peterson. Amazing! All I have to do is talk about how I used to be an SJW snowflake, but the left went too far with their cultural Marxism, and Republicans are stupid enough to buy it even though this video exists. And you know I'm right. So give me your money, or I'm selling you out. What, my my snake t-shirt isn't available? I'm wearing it right now. But this is actually from a, a different uh, t-shirt company. The t-shirt company I'm with now is better. The snake t-shirt would be better if you ordered it. Now, I, like, I've been told that my t-shirts are a little pricey, but I went with the... I went with the comfort t-shirt. I went with the t-shirt material I like best when I order a t-shirt, and it was a little more pricey. But I actually turned down my margins. So, like, I make, like, $5 a t-shirt. I thought that was fair. It keeps the price low, but it is it is the better quality T-shirt. I'm pretty sure Teespring does EU and UK shipping. But did you did you try to go and 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 click on uh, the store and it was unavailable? Because that would be weird. The thing now I I might uh, change T-shirt companies again. Producer Dave has has tried to get on to me. Is it the link in the description that didn't work? Where did a link not work? Was it the one that popped up in the... in the chat that the Nightbot puts out? Nightbot. Fighter of the Daybot. Whoa! Champion of the Sun. I'm an idiot. Fucking stop letting me. Oh, it's out of stock. Oh, uh, yeah. I guess I can't do anything about that then, can I? Oh, shit. Wow. Well, let me add one to court. Oh, no. I don't know what's going on. There's ugly troll sweater on there too. You can get an ugly troll Christmas sweater. I can go and put it on like, I could let you guys pick which t-shirts like you wanted the design on, but like it it like clutters up the store, right? So there's a lot of shit. So I just picked like the one t-shirt type. 
it's weird how things are done on there. I'm 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 gonna look into other sites and how we how we do t-shirt bullshit. I had to pee so bad. I didn't listen to a thing Mark Levin had to say. Mark Levin, however the fuck you say his stupid name. He's a stupid man. Right wingers are morons. I didn't listen to anything he said because I couldn't concentrate because I had to pee so bad. Anyway, finish whatever the fuck you were saying, Mark Levin. The Tea Party. It were the so-called experts and consultants and GOP operatives and the politicians in Washington. Is the Tea Party still a thing? Is there still like a... I thought it became like the Freedom Caucus now. It's not even a fucking thing anymore. ...who did this. Okay. So immediately after the results were coming in, the Republican D.C. establishment went on the attack. They take responsibility for nothing. The candidates who you voted for in the Republican primaries... Whatever state, who you voted for in the Republican primaries, the primary voter, you chose flawed candidates. In other words, it's your fault. It's your fault in New Hampshire. It's your fault in Pennsylvania. It's your fault. That's the response of the Republican establishment. And some of the... Sir, it is. It is. These candidates who lost... Uh, cost us the election, they say, because Donald Trump supported them. And if the voters and Trump had left it up to the experts in Washington, the GOP establishment, their consultants, many of whom you know who they are, to choose the candidates rather than the people, we would have we would have won more seats. Who says? Based on what exactly? Based on nothing. They said the same thing in 2010 during the Tea Party Revolution. And they take responsibility for nothing. They're the ones who had all the money. They're the ones who decided where it went. What about Trump? He had money. But there was never going to be this Peter Hill? He had money. He gave it to J.D. Vance. He gave it to Blake Masters. But if the Senate Leadership Fund had spent its money more prudently, we might have done better. We might have picked up a couple more seats than we did. What about the House? That's a little more complicated. It's a different story. There were several million more Republicans that voted than Democrats. But we don't have a good grasp yet on how... I don't think that's are. true. He said there were several, several million more Republicans that voted than Democrats. I don't have the information to give you the breakdown, but I can tell you in Wisconsin, I saw the breakdown of the vote. Democrats carried 51% of the vote in Wisconsin, yet only ended up with like 30% of the state seats. Oh, okay. If you omit independence, fair enough. But I mean, I, 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 yeah, okay, okay. That 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 math might work. How many and in what direction? That said, I did crunch the numbers. There were twenty-five or so house races. Decided by less than 5% of the vote. Less than 5% of the vote. Several even much closer. A couple hundred. In other words, the, there almost was a so-called red wave in the House, but they fell short. They fell short. All the seats involved Democrat incumbents, so you needed the Republicans to knock off Democrat incumbents. But it's very likely, 
The Republicans will, in fact, take the House by a much smaller number. But one seat is what it's looking like right now. Just one seat. Look, in the lead up to the the number right there, consultants, Republican operatives in D.C., commentators, we're talking about a red wave as if it had already occurred. Whatever they based it on was flawed and inaccurate. Yeah, Trafalgar. I said over and over again, ignore them. Because they're always flawed and inaccurate. All right, so what do we conclude? The Democrats and the media are celebrating. What are they celebrating? The red wave. It never happened. It wasn't going to happen. Not in the Senate, for sure. Good evening. But they're deluding themselves. The Democrats made no progress in the Senate, and they desperately needed to make progress this election cycle. At best, they'll get one seat. My friend, Tim Omit, is that how I say your name? Thank you for being a freaking follower. Glad to have you here. Besides me, just not liking this character is full of get your indoctrination here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good assessment of Mark Levin, I guess. Sure, we'll go with that one. When the math was 100% with them. 100% with them. And in 2024, they're in a horrendous situation when two-thirds of the Senate seats that are up are Democrat seats. And they're celebrating that they only lost the House by a relative few votes. But they lost the House. And the GOP... They have not lost the House yet, actually. Radical kook programs that Biden's pushing. You want to know who fucking Rush Limbaugh said, you guys are the kooks. As a conservative, it's getting harder and harder to not look like a kook. What radical programs is Joe Biden pushing, sir? Come on, man. Ducked investigations. They can do what they need to do, and they damn well better. But is this good enough? No, it's not good enough. If the Republicans allow the same D.C. establishment, many of whom you see on TV all the time, telling you how smart they are and they know everything, if they allow them to control the agenda and the money... Is that shot at the Lincoln Project? Ronald Reagan won two massive landslides. He was not part of the establishment. He was a conservative. Sir, he was so part of the establishment, he was doing fucking PSAs for them before he ever really got into being a political candidate. Always part of the establishment. We were... That's the reason why he was in the Screen Actors Guild to try to break the union on behalf of establishment. My God, these people are stupid. Oh... Racist Dixiecrat would be a better uh, summation of who Ronald Reagan was. But also, you say Dixiecrat, he was from Southern California. Donald Trump won a big election. Meatcakes, thank you for the reason. He governed as a conservative. The conservatives delivered the House in 2010. And the conservatives, the conservatives out there, are the ones who held the Democrats this election cycle. Don't ever forget it. And so the message out of this is... Listen to the Washington experts, the Washington establishment, the long-in-the-tooth Washington politicians in the Republican Party will get smeared. I want you to think for yourself. Don't let these people think for you. You have Republican leadership in the Senate especially that backed Gerald Ford against Ronald Reagan, that backed George H.W. Bush against Ronald Reagan. 
Boggs, I was just, I was getting ready to tell this story. When my mom would tuck me into bed when I'm like four, five, six, however old, she always used to say it's bedtime for Bonzo. And I It wasn't until much later in my life that I found out that's a Ronald Reagan movie where his co star is a monkey. Bonzo is the monkey in that movie. <laughs> the Jim outacted him. Who detested the Tea Party, who hated Trump, and who are now attacking the base yet again, the primary voters. The Democrats don't do this to their base. They don't do it to their supporters. So two scenarios here. What world do you live in, sir? It's possible Bernie Sanders could come... But in 2020, I saw somebody call Ilan Omar anti-Semitic today. Nominally liberal person call Ilan Omar anti-Semitic earlier today. Fuck off, Mark Levin. That Florida was the tip of the spear. It was a complete blowout. Never believe men when they say just the tip. Ron DeSantis. And that might be something that is going to spread throughout the country if people govern like conservatives. The Senate will be mathematically positioned for Republicans to have big gains. They'll have two more years of the Biden disasters, energy, schools, border, economy, inflation, cultural disasters, and all the rest. It's not going to get better in this country. It's going to get worse. Or, on the dark side, and it's certainly conceivable, that the culture rot is so ubiquitous that there's simply not enough American-loving patriots to win a Munzor, you bring it up. The whole issue with Jeremy Corbyn, I talked about it. Um, is it B- BBC4? Or is it one of the, is one of the other British channels? Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, or maybe it's the, the Australian channel that covers British politics. Did a fantastic uh, breakdown of how the Labor Party smeared Jeremy Corbyn. Apparently, there's a discussion about Corbyn being the whip again, and apparently, uh, Starns Kerner, Kern Starners, I, Karen Steiner, I, I fucking whoever his fucking name is, the leader of the Labor Party. is try to make sure that Corbin doesn't become the whip and is bullshit. Apparently, because uh, Warlord keeps me updated on the, these things, and I greatly appreciate it, Warlord. Apparently, there is talk about uh, Corbin running for the mayorship of London in order to stick it to him. They don't let him be the whip again. Dustin, I don't know that... I... I don't know that we're going to have two years of failure. I mean, if I, I could believe that we live in a world where inflation subsides, job market stays strong, and and we see steady growth under Biden. I could also see a scenario where the whole house of cards comes the fuck down, uh, and it can happen in multiple ways. We're seeing Turkey on the verge of collapse right now. We're seeing Israel on the verge of collapse, Britain... Uh, China's economy. There's a lot of speculation from right-wing channels. 
about China's economy being on the brink of collapse, but a lot of the things that you can level at China's economy, you can also level at the U.S. economy. I can I can see a world where either scenario plays out. Uh, you should be good taking three daily vitamins instead of two. You should be pretty good. You, just, you get a little extra vitamin D. We appreciate you uh, being here, Covenant Gardens. Oh, thank you for being a freaking follower. Meat cakes. Good evening. Elections. That's a possibility. I didn't hear about that, but no, that doesn't surprise me. So that's my take. For better or worse. We've had we've had two different plants be investigated, uh, making auto parts that were employing child labor, and this has to do this. This even goes into our immigration problem too, because in Alabama they were they were illegal immigrant children, which makes it so much more nefarious. Well, hell yeah, Covenant Gardens. I'm going to try to get on your level. I'm not high enough. High enough for this ship. I'm going to hit the content warning. Because we're probably going to get some transphobia in this story. Definitely going to get some uh, stupid shit. You're getting ready to see some stupid shit right here. And hit the content warning just because there might be some transphobia along with the bullshit you're getting ready to see. Jamestown Library Millage fells again over LGBTQ books. So the clunky headline here. So it looks like the library will not have funding because the town won't fund it over its inclusion of books in the public library. Hold on, let me we're going to do the local news hit here. Let me get back to the beginning. Deli- items board has made it clear out of 67,000 items available for checkout here 90 could be considered lgbtq related a tiny fraction that's putting an entire library at risk of potential closure a small library with a big dilemma one that's garnered national attention and prompted a save the library gofundme that attracted a fifty thousand dollar donation from famed romance novelist nora roberts who promised more if needed in jamestown township and across the country conservative groups accusing libraries of promoting what critics call pornographic books involving LGBTQ characters. In this tiny hamlet, voters have once again defeated the library millage, which means Patmos next year will lose 85% of its budget, 200 grand gone. And we're very upset that our community doesn't want to support the library. We're Americans. Dude's about ready to cry. Recognize freedom of speech. What that means to retired Uh, Christian school teacher Jay Milkham. So you can put, you know, books that we don't approve of in the library. 
not going to check them out, but uh, yeah, there's 67,000 books in this library I read. 90 of them are objectionable. Um, I think that's no objectionable. He's not going to demand their removal either. Objectionable is is in dispute. It's part of the freedom that we fought for 250 years ago. And uh, yeah, library. Ray, good evening. I would donate no, to that I fund. I don't want those books in here. Rhea Faber says the controversial books do not reflect Jamestown's conservative values. It should not be something that children can pick up accidentally. Fuck you, lady. Home, and then parents are surprised by what they see in the book. Even so, Faber, a former librarian herself, voted yes on the millage. Rather than defund the library, she urged voters to elect... Well, thank you. Thank you for at least voting for it. She was a librarian. At least she came to the, the right conclusion. Even though she objects to the books. Clinically, good evening. Ray, good evening. Dustin, did I tell you good evening yet? Love all of you. To the library board, so they're in charge of book selection. Voters did elect more conservative board members, but the library's future remains uncertain. The current board president did not respond to our requests for comment. We reached out to the Lakeland Library Cooperative about the future of Patmos Library, which is a member of that cooperative. The head of Lakeland said she wasn't ready to speak on this issue, that they're still looking into options and best practices. In Jamestown Township, Susan Samples, News 8. I'm sorry I had to report on that story for you guys. Hold on a second. Let me, I've got to change that back to uh, stereo. I This was something that I didn't know that local news stations did. This is a little inside baseball. Uh, there was only the right channel on that on that story. Okay. There happens to be a socks right here next to me. Not a socks right here next to me. Like I, I was faked out. It was a clump of blankets that looked like a black and white cat. It is a smoky. There is a smoky. Yep, 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 they would rather not have a public library than have 90 books out of the, what, 16,000? Oh, Core, Core is interested. Yes, because when I started working for production at a TV station, uh, 2016, 2017, uh, one of the new reporters was editing their package and they only have the right channel on the audio. And I'm like, stupid, why do you only have the right channel on the audio? Fucking put that shit in stereo. And they didn't they didn't they didn't know the reason why. Uh <laughs> and I didn't know the reason why. So they didn't know to correct me when I was correcting them wrongly. Uh why why stations do this, I'll never know. 
But on the right channel, they'll put the interview audio. And on the left channel, it'll have like the the uh, sound from whatever clip they're showing. So that they're able to go back and take the reporter's reporting out of the, uh, the B-roll in the package. And they've just got the ambient sound. And to be able to use that in other packages. To which I said... Dumb shits, why would you sacrifice audio when we live in a digital age when you can just save the B-roll in a folder? It makes sense to do that for archival purposes when you're shooting on film. That makes perfect sense to me. But we're digital. (laughs) So, I don't know if that's just a practice that carried over. Exactly. Perfect freedom. All libraries have internet access. Well, maybe not this one. Maybe the library, whatever township that was, doesn't have the internet. Or they only have one, they only have one computer connected to the internet. And it's a dial-up. And you have to have the librarian come over and hold your hand. While you surf. Make sure all you're doing is checking your emails. Getting on any of them satanic sites. What year indeed, Core? Hail Satan! Speaking of Satan... Thank you for that wonderful transition. Speaking of Satan, I've been putting it off. You know how much I hate to talk about him here on this show. No! Now my... Starting it off got... The tweet got deleted. Yeah, TMZ's got it. TMZ's got it for us. <laughs> no worries. We can make this happen. So, allow me to do the intro again in case I want to clip this for the for the YouTubes. Speaking of Satan, Elon Musk took over Twitter about two weeks ago. I think we're uh, a week and some change coming up on two weeks on Thursday. And uh, it's going really well. It's going really well. We're going to detail all the ways it's going really well for Elon Musk, who is totally a genius. And not just a rich fuckboy who is really out of his depth and always has been. No, Elon is a genius and you're going to see his brilliance play out in all the stories I'm getting ready to tell you about how it's going at Twitter. Today, he held a meeting that was apparently in the dark by candlelight. For sure. I'm really working at the absolute most amount that I can work from morning till night, seven days a week. No um, way, baby. So, this is not something I'd recommend, frankly. Um, 
yeah. <laughs> I don't know what else to say, but yeah. but it's, it, it is. Um, and, and I'm I'm just and the, I'm just looking at this video and it's so bizarre. <laughs> well, you look like. <laughs> Do not turn on two-factor authentication, or if you have two-factor fa authentication turned on, do not try to change anything. Uh, Vivin Sniper, did I say that correctly? Thank you for being a freaking follower. We're so glad to have you here. If you give me a phonetical pronunciation, I will nail your name, just like I'll nail your mom. You live in sexual anarchy. Looks like the what, Zordon, Zordo, or something like that from the fucking Power Rangers gave the Power Rangers their marching orders. It, it is, um, and, and I'm, I'm just, and the, I'm just looking at this video, and it's so bizarre. <laughs> yes, you are a bizarre little man. You like I'm, like, in a dark place. <laughs> I'm sitting here in the dark, surrounded by candles. It's so bizarre. Bizarre indeed, you weird man. But it's going totally well at Twitter. They're not hard up for money, I don't think. Or maybe they are. Maybe that's the reason why apparently you don't get a free lunch at Twitter anymore. Elon Musk says free employee lunches at Twitter. We're costing more than $400 per meal because almost no one was in the office. How do lunches cost $400 per meal if there's nobody there to eat them? Explain that one to me. Elon Musk, voodoo, good evening. Elon Musk said on Sunday that free staff lunches at Twitter's San Francisco headquarters were costing more than $400 per meal because almost no one was in the office. He said that according to Badge In Records, average occupancy in the office over the last 12 months was below 10%. Peaking at 25%, Musk was tweeting Sunday after the New York Times reported that Twitter employees would have to start paying for office lunches themselves. He said criticism of the move was especially bizarre given that almost no one came into the office. Why is it costing so much if there was no one there? Okay, okay, fair enough. Uh, like, so if a cafe is prepping for 20 people and only 10 people come through, you're, you're wasting some food. Okay, I get that. I get that. Oh, I know, Sky Comet. I've, I've been... I've been very sarcastic. Twitter spends $13 million a year on food services at its San Francisco headquarters, Musk said. Musk was challenged on his $400 meal cost estimate by Tracy Hawkins, a former Twitter employee. Hawkins' LinkedIn profile says she was a VP for real estate and work transformation at Twitter with a focus on hybrid working. Hawkins said of Musk's estimate, This is a lie. I ran this program up until a week ago when I resigned because I didn't want to work for Elon Musk. <laughs> For breakfast and lunch, we spend $20 to $25 a day per person. This enabled employees to work through lunchtime and meetings. Attendance was anything from 20 to 50% in the offices. And that makes sense. Jesus, Elon. <laughs> 
I encourage you to speak to your boss however you want to. I am a proponent of kicking authority in the balls. He's kicking authority in the balls. If your boss don't like it, fuck him. You're the one making him money. Just saying. We are pro-labor here on this channel. Labor's got the power. It's the labor theory of value, motherfucker. Learn it and learn to love it. Musk publicly punishes Twitter engineers who call him out online, Mr. Free Speech. Millionaire is rapidly changing Twitter's corporate culture. Two senior engineers targeted after criticizing Musk. Twitter owner Elon Musk, who calls himself a free speech absolutist, has resorted to firing company engineers who publicly criticize him on the social media service. I'm being censored by Bloomberg. And we're going to have to go find us a different browser here. Work. Maybe it don't. Maybe I can't even read from Bloomberg. Maybe I'm fucked up. Okay, here we go. I got a one of the browsers works with it. In one case, Musk announced the firing in a tweet. In another, the former employee said he was fired after he openly rebuked Musk. Engineer Eric Fraunhofer, who worked on Twitter's app for the Android mobile operating system on Sunday, reposted one of Musk's tweets with a comment saying that Musk's understanding of a technical part of Twitter's app was wrong. You can pretty much take it to the bank that whatever Elon Musk says is wrong. He does not know what he's talking about when it comes to anything. And like, I felt like I was kind of rude to Ninetales Cosmic Fox when she was trying to break down this, like, Elon gave a talk on something and she was like really nerding into it. And like, I'm just like, you thought it was possible that Elon knew what he was talking about? Like, I thought that... I have been so on the bandwagon of trying to prove to everyone that Elon was an idiot for for over a decade now. I just thought everyone around me was was already educated on the topic and knew never to take Elon serious about anything. After attempting to explain his thinking in a number of tweets, Froffenhofer was asked by another user why he hadn't shared his feedback with his new boss privately. The engineer, who has worked at Twitter for more than eight years, replied maybe he should ask questions privately, maybe use Slack or email. On Monday morning, Musk wrote that Froffhofer had been fired. Froffhofner retweeted that post and included a saluting emoji that many employees used when they were laid off earlier this month. Twitter and Froffenhofer didn't immediately respond to requests for comment on his status. Another engineer, Ben Lieb, was also fired after calling out Musk. He retweeted the same technical post from Musk, writing as the former tech lead for Timeline's infrastructure at Twitter, I can confidently say that this man has no idea what the fuck he is talking about. Lieb, who worked at Twitter for a decade, confirmed to Bloomberg that he was fired on Sunday. 
I, I don't know what these dick riders on Twitter are talking about. Like, this has been an absolute disaster. It was a disaster before Elon even officially took over. How do I know? Let me give you this story. Oh, fucking shit. Let me give you this story on a different browser. Elon Musk's takeover was so poorly planned that the company itself got locked out of its own Twitter account. Elon Musk's first weeks as owner of Twitter have been mired in controversy and changes to the site during the chaotic handoff. Login details for the official at Twitter account weren't shared. Twitter staff were locked out of the company's own social media account for 12 days. Oh, I got more. I got more. <laughs> As I said, this is why I didn't do this last night. It was going to take a lot of time. I didn't have it. For those of you who thought we had another week before Twitter under Elon got really bad, you need to read this. Surprising no one, the proverbial shit is hitting the proverbial fan because the proverbial idiot sold out Twitter's validation process to trolls for $8. At first, it seems like the check exploitation was only affected, uh, were only affecting emerald mind inheritors who somehow finessed the public into thinking they were self-made men. Times changed rapidly soon after the great Twitter dupening moved on to the next phase of its targets, lawyers. So here is Rudy Giuliani. Do you think we're stupid? You think we're fools? Nancy Pelosi and I do not agree on many things, but them things thank and I'll tell you what. I stand with Kyrie Irving and Kanye West because George Soros once pushed me down in the street. And I was stuck on my back like a turtle for several minutes. These are parody tweets by a parody account, Rudy Giuliani Esquire. I'm hereby issuing a challenge to Alan Dersh. Street beefs, come get some Dersh. There can only be one dusty old pedophile attorney around these parts. Ellen Keller is a dusty, fraudulent bitch pushed on us by globalist media. (laughs) As you can see, all manner of JDs are being impacted by this dupening. Lawyers from T14s, lawyers from schools, people don't care about as much, and lawyers who have to live with the unending shame of doing shout-outs for cash on Cameo because they put all their eggs in the basket of an orange man who tried to overthrow the American democracy. We're reading from Above the Law as a blog, by the way. I just wanted to I wanted to point out uh, a couple of these tweets. Elon Musk is putting Twitter at risk of billions in fines. Warns the company's lawyers. Meanwhile, Musk's personal lawyer is telling people Elon puts rockets into space. He's not afraid of the FTC. <sighs> 
Oh, we ain't done with parody accounts. Twitter's privacy and security teams are in turmoil after Elon Musk's changes to the service bypassed its standard data governance processes. Now, a company lawyer is encouraging employees to seek whistleblower protection if you feel uncomfortable about anything you're being asked to do. The company's chief privacy officer, Damian Kirian, chief information security officer, Leah Kistner, and chief compliance officer, Marianne Fogarty, have all resigned, according to two employees, in an internal message seen by The Verge. Kistner confirmed their departure in a tweet on Tuesday. Note posted to Twitter, Slack, and viewable to all staff that was obtained by The Verge. An attorney on the company's privacy team wrote, Elon has shown that his only priority with Twitter users is how to monetize them. I do not believe he cares about the human rights activists, the dissidents, our users in our unmonetizable regions, and all the other users who have made Twitter the global town square you have all spent so long building and we all love. Love's a strong word. But I realized that you worked for Twitter. Now let's talk about some stocks. Insulin producer Eli Lilly sees stock drop because of a fake blue check tweet. After days of Twitter instability, users showed new CEO Elon Musk what the power of a million angry shit posters can do all by casually dropping the stock of pharmaceutical company Eli Lilly with a single tweet. We are excited to announce insulin is free now. Read the post from a fake Eli Lilly account that had purchased a blue verification checkmark using Musk's new Twitter blue subscription option. The account has since lost its blue checkmark and gone private. Over the course of a few hours, the insulin provider saw a 4.5% drop in its stock and had to issue a clarification. A single moment a week of blue check-induced stress, what began with innocuous impersonations of sports figures, quickly descended into a free-for-all of impersonation and and misinformation. Aw, man. We had tweets have been deleted here. Through all of this, I thought I had all the tweets we need to highlight, but apparently some things have been Deleted. Uh, Elon. Okay, so let, let's let's do this. Let me find a story about it. So, Bernie took the opportunity to uh, Bernie took the opportunity to point out how expensive insulin is, something that was made to be given away. Here we go. Here's some of the bangers. So this is the Eli Lilly tweet. We're excited to announce insulin is free now. Fake account claiming to represent Musk's own company, Tesla, tweeted a 53% drop in stock price doesn't phase us. If there's anyone who knows about crashing, it's us. Ooh, PepsiCo tweeted out, Coke is better. Chiquita says we've just overthrown the government of Brazil. Nestle says we steal your water and sell it back to you. Man, man, what truth. 
Real Donald GOP. Time to come clean. I made January 6th happen. Shouldn't have ever been president. That's some truth. Fake Carrie Lake. Says, it is with a heavy heart, I must concede to my opponent, Katie Hobbs. Fake George W. Bush says, I miss killing Iraqis. Fucking, with the, 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 Bernie, Bernie. We got to get back to Bernie here. Bernie uh, responded to the Eli Lilly debacle talking about insulin prices because Bernie does. That's what Bernie does. I mean, I've got to like save the, the image here. We just all go to the Reddit post. Let's be clear, Eli Lilly should apologize for increasing the price of insulin by over 100 and 1,200% since 1996 to $275 while it costs less than $10 to manufacture. The inventors of insulin sold their patents in 1923 for a dollar to save lives, not to make Eli Lilly CEO obscenely rich. Fucking Elon tries to dunk on Bernie Sanders. Elon says, full answer to insulin price question is complex. Short answer is that original insulin discovered in 1921, not 1923, well, actually, guy, is inexpensive, costing as little as $25. New higher efficacy analog variants of insulin are more expensive. Twitter, the company Elon Musk owns, hit Elon with a fact check. Hit Elon with a fact check. Says that a RAND study in 2020 uh, found that in the United States, the average price of a standard unit of insulin analog is $99, but in non-US, the average price is $9.32. Proving Bernie correct. So as if that wasn't bad enough, Elon decided to go for another senator by the name of Ed Markey. Ed Markey also spanked Elon in his tweets. Senator Ed Markey chastised Twitter's owner Elon Musk on Sunday for his response to Markey's request to answer about the platform's new verification and impersonation policies. After a Washington Post reporter successfully set up a fake verified account impersonating him, Senator Markey, a Democrat from Massachusetts, demanded answers from Twitter owner Musk about how it happened. Musk wrote to Markey in a tweet on Sunday and said, Perhaps it is because your real account sounds like a parody. Because comedy is legal on Twitter now. Because Elon Musk is a fucking comedian. Markey did not appear to appreciate Musk's response, and he responded to Musk's sarcasm One of your companies is under an FTC uh, consent decree. Auto Safety Watchdog, the National Highway Transportation Transportation and Safety Administration, is investigating another for killing people. You're spending your time picking fights online. Fix your companies or Congress will. My God, 
do I want to uh, do I want to hear senators talk like this to some business people? Put Elon Musk in his place. Just to prove what could be done, Mox, I guess. I guess they were writing a piece about impersonation and they were like, oh, oh, hey, look, we went and impersonated Senator Ed Markey. And because it's Ed Markey, he's probably going to have something to say about it. One of the more progressive senators. All right, we're going to do some freaking sports. I need like a I need like a, a stinger for whenever we do sports stories. Like some sporty sound of music. It's the freaking sports. Aaron Rodgers screamed in the face of Packers head coach Matt LaFleur in the final moments of regulation before their overtime win against the Cowboys. So apparently Aaron Rodgers, who, as I understand it, should have probably retired already. Got in the face of his uh, football coach. Damn it. We'll go to Microsoft then. Show me the tweet. There we go. Aaron Rodgers shows his frustration towards Matt LaFleur. Might at LaFleur look like. Matt LaFleur? Am I saying it wrong? Oh, shit. Oh, that wasn't what I was hoping for. That ain't Fight shit. Fight out LaFleur look like. I was hoping for a Karen meltdown. I mean, he ain't happy. I think that's the... I was really hoping for a meltdown. Hey, buddy, your your wife left you. Hey, wait a minute. That's Tom Brady. That's the other washed-up quarterback, right? I think. I don't even know if he's better washed-up. I'm sure he's a better quarterback than me. I think he said, fuck you. I think that's the... Pretty sure I saw a fuck you in there. I was really hoping that'd be more fun than what it was. Fuck you, Aaron Rodgers. This is why I need to watch this shit before we watch it here on the show. What fun would that be? You wouldn't get my honest reactions to a lot of this shit. Like, you're going to get my honest reaction to this shit. I have not seen this video. I'm not even going to tell you what it is. I'm not even going to fucking tell you what it is. There ain't no speech in it. That's all you. That's all you. That's all you know. He managed to catch a young boy who fell fifty feet from a building. But the man dropped the boy. He broke his fall, saving his life. Boy sustained a severe muscle strain during the incident. I want to know why he was falling out the window, and how how'd that dude just happen to fucking look up and see that? 
Quick thinking on that dude's part. Like he just finished doing a drug deal or some shit. So there's somebody running from the other side. So apparently like there was a commotion going on that caused the people on the ground to to see what was happening. But the dude was like doing a drug deal or something. And the kid just falls. Those of you listening to the podcast, this happened in China. I didn't catch the province. What a lucky fucking kid. Seven-year-old kid, this happened on November 3rd. CCTV footage captured a hero passerby saving the life of a young child in Guangdong, China on the 3rd of November, the incident which happened in the city of Huayi and I'm probably butchering that left the boy with severe muscle strains but no life-threatening injuries. So we don't even we don't even get any more uh, context on what happened. Dustin I gotta run too I agree with you my friend but I owe you an animal video before we get out of here Once again, if you missed it earlier, Katie Hobbs has been declared the winner in Arizona. Is over. You see Arizona declared for the Democrats. NBC News now projecting uh, Republicans to take the House by two seats. It was one seat earlier. They've now upped their predictions by two seats. Still could be a swing of plus or minus four seats. So not a lock that Republicans take control of the House. And if they do, it is going to be razor thin. I don't remember if we played this the other night, but even if we didn't, you just I don't think anybody's going to complain. Here's a hippo taking a bath. A baby. A baby hippo taking a bath. Oh, we need a little squeaky toy. There's no audio. I was hoping we could hear it squeak. Those ears. Oh, man. Is she going to do the media rounds? Is she going to be on Steven Crowder and Dave Rubin and all that shit tomorrow? If she does, we'll have it. By the way, Thursday night, um, programming note, the first hour of the show, I will actually be on a panel. Not a politics panel, though. It's going to be a weed panel. We're doing uh, we're doing uh, weed time with F-bombs again. We're going to go talk about weeds. We're going to get high. We're going to talk about weeds. That's on Thursday. That'll be the first hour of the show. We'll come back. We'll do some newsy news. What that news be doing? The new tagline for this show, what that news be doing? If you guys missed last night's show. Weed, you say? I do need weed. Thank you, Core. What that news do? 
That baby is absolutely adorable. Now, I've cheated here a few times uh, over the last couple of weeks. I've just showed you the kitten because we have a kitten here in the house. Earlier, we couldn't find the kitten. Here's her asked me where the kitten was. I go around, I go looking all the kittens because she, she thought maybe the kitten was in here with me. Kitten not in here with me. I go looking in the kitten's spot, look under the, there's a counter in here in the kitchen. Kitten likes to be under the counter. There's a, like a bureau or a dresser or whatever the fuck you'd call it in the living room. There's like a crack between it and uh, a, like a table thing and she likes to get in between those. There's a scratching post that has like a, a pile of, of cat toys and she likes to just go and be like part of the pile of cat toys. You'd look over her sometimes, right? Kind of back in the corner where that scratching post is. So I look in all her spots. I don't see no kitten. Like, we're looking all over. Kitten's loud, too, by the way. You hear, like, kitten comes through the house. You hear the kitten come through the house. She likes to talk. She's very talkative. She meow, 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 meow. We ain't heard from the kitten. Where's the kitten? Has, has, has the kitten been eaten by one of the other cats? Finally, I look over, and I didn't even know the kitten was able to get up uh, and climb up all the way on the couch and get up in the window. The kitten is in the window, just sitting there, like, on her paws with her head out, like, just... Just looking at me, being the, the sweetest little thing. Like, oh, here's the kitten in the window. It's also very dark in the window, so I couldn't really see. All right, if you're watching on Twitch, let's find us a channel to raid. Uh, you know who we haven't gone said hey to in a while? We haven't said hey to Kai. It's been it's been a long time since we've raided into Kai, so let's go to Proudly Radical. You're watching on Twitch. We're gonna head over to Proudly Radical. Go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's alright to have a little fun before you hit the sack. I'm Justin Freakin. See you tomorrow night. Tomorrow's a big day, by the way. Supposedly, we get a Trump announcement tomorrow. So, uh, very excited for, for what that news be doing tomorrow night. Be sure to tune in.